welcome to Zurich's Risk Insights series on coronavirus, what businesses need to know now. I'm Mark Stevenson from Zurich, North America. I'm here with Alan Roberts, a Zurich Senior Health and Safety Risk Management Consultant based in California. Alan spends a lot of time offering insights to businesses dealing with the challenges they may face as they transition employees back to the workplace. Along with things like temperature checks and other health screening practices, one of the topics that will be getting more discussion as employees return to the workplace is contact tracing. Alan, briefly, what is contact tracing and how does it work? Thank you, Mark. Uh, glad to be a part of uh, this podcast this afternoon. So uh, contact tracing, Mark, is uh, largely a, a method of identifying and monitoring individuals who may have been in contact with an infectious person. Uh, and it's all designed to minimize or control the spread of a communicable disease. It's been used for tuberculosis and measles and currently is being used with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Now, how does it work? So uh, ideally hospitals, clinics, whoever is doing the testing will contact uh, the, uh, in the infected person. And if that person has been on the job within 48 hours of those symptoms being presented or being notified of, of a positive case, then uh, the employer will be contacted by the Department of Public Health and uh, then they will go ahead and uh, begin the investigation in terms of identifying close contact persons uh, that uh, will need to uh, in all likelihood be uh, quarantined. So, so, that's, so that's why contact tracing is necessary then basically? So uh, contact tracing, the reason why it's necessary particularly in the current pandemic uh, is because as, as CDC is continuing to learn more and more about this virus well, can you can you talk a little more about what constitutes a close contact that might uh, trigger uh, you know these concerns? We identified that it's based on two huge factors. One is the distance standard of six feet, which CDC and social distancing we know we we know all about, and the other is a time standard, and that is anywhere from zero to fifteen minutes. And so, if you are in the presence of an infectious person. Uh, for anywhere from zero time upwards of 15 minutes, and it varies from one department of health to another, which is the reason why we want to be respective of them as the experts and reach out to them, then you would be considered a close contact uh, person and uh, would likely need to go into quarantine. Well, um, within within an organization, then uh, within a, a company uh, trying to transition people back to the workplace, who who would have the responsibility to do uh, contact tracing within within an organization? So uh, that will be um, internally. Uh, contact tracing will either be uh, uh, undertaken by the departments of public health once once uh, they are notified by the testing service that someone has tested positive, they'll reach out to the employer or uh, the employer upon notification by the employee, uh, absent uh, Department of Health contacting them, then they will launch their own um, effort to, to perform the contact tracing. And that largely should be done by the Human Resources Department. So your HR business partners uh, are the persons that obviously are trained in employee-employer relations and they are very knowledgeable about all things concerning ADA, HIPAA, 
and other worker protections, as well as company leave policies and worker benefits. And so they are the point person for addressing this whole issue of contact tracing, always remembering that the infectious person should be uh, uh, should, should retain anonymity at all points and all persons that are involved in this contact tracing effort uh, should should remain anonymous to uh, everyone. Yeah, uh, well, what so if a company is uh, is doing coronavirus screening, uh, you know, uh, as as people come in and or, or however they might identify whether an employee might be presenting positive symptoms, what what's the next step? What happens then? So if uh, d during your screening, which is required for all reopenings, as everyone knows, if a person um, is found to be symptomatic, then they must uh, be directed to return home and um, uh, re and remain in, in quarantine for 14 days. But typically, uh, the employees that I work with, their HR business partners are in uh, constant contact with them. And of course, they are being directed to contact their healthcare provider. And so that that discussion can begin relative to testing and uh, symptom checks, et cetera. Well, in, in all this, what, what kind of coordination should there be between uh, the business and the local uh, public health agencies? It seems to me that this is a way that they can really collaborate and work together. Yes, and so great question. And um, typically when departments of public health are doing outreach, uh, once they have determined that an employee has tested positive and has been at work, then they will contact the employer. The employer will then disclose uh, close contacts uh, that may be at risk of, um, of uh, coming down with the virus and then they will be directed to um, return to their homes and uh, remain there under a 14-day quarantine. But the close contacts are um, defined between the departments of public health and the employer because, of course, the employer knows uh, proximity of workstations, et cetera. And so it's a joint effort, it's a collaborative effort between uh, uh, DPH or departments of public health and the employer. Well, that's that's true. But uh, how how far, you know, how far should the contact tracing process go from the standpoint of the business uh, beyond the workplace? I mean, contact tracing isn't just about uh, tracing who they've contacted within within the workplace, but but beyond that, in the community, is is this where the coordination would come in uh, in a more defined way? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, the public uh, and and I'd like to. I just uh, read a quote that I was able to write down uh, CDC's core principles on case investigation uh, under its contact tracing website. Quote, public health staff will work with a patient to help them recall everyone with whom they have had close contact during the time frame while they may have been infectious. And so uh, the departments of public health are going to make that determination on how far down the chain uh, persons uh, should be uh, uh, contacted and requested to quarantine. Um, there, there is one one other item that I wanted to bring up. There's some great resources out there relative to this whole issue of contact tracing and trying to get, you know, your arms around it. Again, it's a very fluid situation. Uh, one is National Safety Council. Uh, they have a July 2nd, 2020 position and policy statement 
which provides great information and direction relative to the whole issue of contact tracing apps uh, because we have this potential for a breach of privacy. And so that's very important that as employers are looking at different technologies that they can leverage uh, to extend and to manage contact tracing, that they would just be aware of, um, you know, the privacy issues. Well, you know, uh, again, uh, you mentioned privacy and, you know, a lot of people, obviously, when it comes to their health and when it comes to a variety of, of you know, their contacts, people that they know, you know, is it possible that employers might get some pushback from a privacy standpoint? And if they do, how should they address that? Yeah, I, again, a great question. And uh, uh, of course, employees are going to be a, a bit conscientious and concerned about, you know, the health impacts and how it's going to be perceived by their fellow workers, et cetera. Uh, the HR business park partners are a fantastic resource to manage that, uh, but the contact tracing should be part of a larger strategy. It cannot just be hanging out there on its own. And so while um, your HR business partners are working to uh, minimize any apprehensions on the part of the employees, there should be a greater strategy, a larger strategy that has been fully communicated to the employees, including contact tracing so that they understand what they can expect, okay? So there should be a written, a written plan for communicating how this whole process of contact tracing will work. And of course, any concerns relative to work at home or um, any, any uh, uh, benefits that need to be uh, leveraged because they are going to have to manage the illness, et cetera, et cetera. So again, it should be part of a larger conversation and should be part of a more comprehensive process or plan that the employer is using. Well, Alan, thank you for your time and for sharing some great insights for businesses in dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. And we want to thank our listeners as well. Everybody stay safe and stay healthy. For more information about transitioning back to the workplace during the coronavirus pandemic, go to zurichna.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening. The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained herein may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.